0: Hello and welcome to episode seven of Children in Church, the podcast for folks who work with children in church. Whether you teach Sunday school, volunteer in the summer, go to camp, help with choir, or even lead the ministry, we are so glad you're here. Today, I am excited to share a conversation with you that I had with Davida Parnell. Davida is the director of the Young Baptist Ecosystem at the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship. She's involved with so much in the life of the fellowship and really has a passion for it. From this conversation, I really came to a new appreciation for the term ecosystem and the inherent belief in the strength of diversity. I believe she has great insight into the importance of connection and relationship that will bolster children's ministry. So without further ado, here is Davida Parnell. Thank you so much uh, for joining us for this Children in Church. Uh, I'm glad to have you. Uh, one of the first things that we ask everybody when when they join us is, just a fond memory you have of children's ministry, either in your own childhood and adolescence or in a way that you have served or been connected with children's ministry as an adult. What's a what's a fond memory that you have?
1: So I did not grow up in a church with a children's minister. Um, I did not really become active in church until probably sixth or seventh grade. Uh, so maybe fifth. So that just that notion of a children's ministry uh, and an experience in children's ministry didn't, didn't exist for me. Um, So I'm really relying on my experience when I was the interim children's minister at First Baptist Decatur. So that was about 10 years ago and I had been teaching Sunday school for the kindergartners and the first graders and I was asked to be the, the interim. And so uh, you Children's sermons are always an interesting,
0: yeah, <laughs> mixed definitely, bag, right? Definitely.
1: So uh, I remember this worship service, um, and after the children's sermon, I invited one of the children to pray, and I was shocked to death when my own child, my daughter at the time, who was first grade, okay, she volunteered to to pray, and I was surprised at the prayer, how beautiful, how uh, succinct, how um, just direct and and meaningful that it was mm. and so I would say that even though it's one of my it's an experience with one of my own children um, it's still one of the most meaningful experiences that I've had to see someone um, probably who wants to aspire to be like you mm. to then model that behavior that that they've seen and so I it, it I took it as a reflection on me as a parent and uh, what she saw me doing at church on a regular basis um, and also who she wanted to be. So it, it was very meaningful for me.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. I, I hear so much in that story of, you know, children modeling, how important that is with children, how children's ministry is inherently family ministry, you know, you mm-hmm. in the interim role and it was your child that you were ministering to and she's watching you and seeing what you're doing. And then the ways that children just uh, never cease to amaze us and surprise right. us. You know, when a, when a child raises their hand, you never quite know what's about to happen. Um, and those yeah. beautiful moments when when you just see their relationship with God and their faith just, just pouring forth like that. Those are always such beautiful moments.
1: One more little aside to, to her. So she was in that first grade Sunday school class that I was teaching and we mm-hmm. would arrive early. Of course, that's very important when you're teaching to arrive sure. early and to have the room arranged and set and uh, everything in order as those early arrivers come. So uh, she was always there with me getting the, the board you know, mm-hmm. writing mm-hmm. stuff on the board, wanting to help me teach the lesson. She didn't want to participate. Right. She wanted to be the teacher. And even after she moved out of that class, she would always come early to help me set up. And so it, those are really special memories.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's so wonderful that, that you were able to have those memories with her and, and that be a part mm-hmm. of your of your ministry there. Um, I want you, I want to hear a little bit more about your role at CBF um, and, and your work there. But before we get into that, let's take a little bit of a step back and talk about what CBF is. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship?
1: That's a great question. I was going to um, ask if we were going to do that. So, CBF, <laughs> the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship, is a fellowship, a a voluntary relationship that churches have with one another and. Uh, with theological education partners, with mission partners around the world, um, our, um, we are inherently Baptist in the way that we uh, connect with one another um, as how we exist as the local church um, and cooperative. In our name, is a shock to most people when they hear that mm. um, that that we are not trying to do this alone, but we do seek true partnerships um, that we recognize that we're not the one and only uh, body of believers, faith community that's trying to uh, you know follow in the ways of Jesus and to bring the kingdom of God here on earth. Um, and so we do try to cooperate not only internally with one another, but with uh, in ecumenical spaces and interfaith spaces. So we are a fellowship of about uh, 1400 congregations across the United States and including like the Caribbean, Puerto Rico and the Bahamas. And um, we are a fellowship of endorsed chaplains. Mm -hmm. We are a fellowship of of seminary students and young clergy. We are a fellowship of field personnel who serve uh, around the world in um, some some of the most difficult places where there's there's famine or poverty, where there is um, a, a shift in population, where there are refugees and where there are immigrants. And we always want to work alongside the global church in whatever we mm. do in that cooperative spirit. Um, so we are. Um, we are a fellowship of churches that conti- we continue to invite people into that relationship. We continue to try to equip people, congregations, ministers, leaders, to, to be faithful in, in their work. Um, and that we're also looking for the growth and the transformation that happens when you're in reciprocal relationships with one another. So that's a little bit about CBF. We are 31 years old now as a denomination.
0: Yeah, that's great. Thank you. I. Personally, I did not learn about CBF until I came to seminary, actually. Um, That was my first introduction to CBF was um, when they had their general assembly, the annual meeting in Atlanta that year in 2017. Um, and so I got thrown uh, head deep in as I as I attended that meeting. Um, but yeah, I think I appreciate you using the words cooperative and Baptist and fellowship, you know, and thinking about it. I think that that was uh, a really helpful way to, to just think through what CBF is, um, how people interact and engage together uh, through the work that CBF does. And I, I am definitely grateful for it. And Tell us now a little bit more about your role specifically with CBF. What uh, What is your your role and your job there at CBF?
1: So my title is uh, the director of the Young Baptist Ecosystem. I've been at CBF for 15 years. And just to even take a step back further, um, Harrison, I met CBF when I was in seminary at National okay. School of Theology my very okay. first year was introduced to CBF and after seminary began working for CBF of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, but then about four and a half years after that came to the global office, which is based in Decatur, Georgia. And my role has shifted over the years, but the last eight years or so it's been focused on young Baptist uh, work. We talk about this work as an ecosystem. Uh, that is a term that um, that is metaphorically used To to describe the interaction that we want to have among uh, young people who connect with CBF, Uh, we're trying to create an environment where uh, college students, young adults, uh, young clergy, young professionals can uh, explore their calling, where they can be uh, equipped And their faith so that they might thrive Mm -hmm. Um, when you think about the ecosystem that's functioning well there's life there's all kinds of life there's all kinds of activity it's teeming with life Um, the more diverse an ecosystem is the the stronger it is the it has the ability to weather storms uh, natural disasters those kinds of things and so uh, we're we're looking to create a diversity of experiences and invite a diversity of individuals into um, into that space, so that our ecosystem might be strong. Um, and so, primarily, I do work with college students, with graduate students, with mm-hmm. seminary students, with young clergy, and young lay leaders. That's mm-hmm. the primary audience that that I get to work with across the U.S.
0: Yeah, that's great. I really love. The idea of of ecosystem um, and how again that just describes the strength of diversity within e- within an ecosystem. When we when we think about what those systems and, and environments look like, we understand how important diversity and bringing people together, bringing organisms and life together, mm-hmm. is uh, for strength there. And and that uh, metaphor and that description of young Baptist ecosystem within CBF is really helpful to think of. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're we're kind of narrowing down more and more here as we start at CBF and and Young Baptist ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And now I want us to think specifically about children's ministry. When we think about the role of children's ministry within CBF, when we think about uh, CBF's relationship to the work of uh, ministry with children and with families and the ministers and lay leaders involved there, um, what is what is your dream? What is CBF's dream for children's ministry uh, in CBF churches?
1: I would say it's. The same dream that we would have for youth ministry, for college and young adult Mm -hmm. ministry, for missions, ministry within congregations. And that is that that we more and more resource one another, Mm -hmm. that that we're not seen as the office indicator with all the answers to the questions, uh, with all the resources, with all. Um, you know, the expertise, but that our model of networking, our model of, of equipping and empowering uh, allows children's ministers to resource one another, for congregations to resource one another, for partners Mm -hmm. like the Boss Center to resource CBF congregations, as well as those that aren't even a part of the kind of the Baptist landscape. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's one dream for, for for strengthening children's ministry within congregations. And to that end, we encourage the formation of, of actual networks. Mm-hmm. And so um, we have a very vibrant and strong children's ministry network. I believe that you have talked with Kristen Koger and Robin Pretty, who yeah, that's right. are helping to lead that children's ministry network.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What we're finding is that that those pockets. Of, of children's ministers are developing resources within the, their, their peer groups, mm-hmm. and those become resources for the whole fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, if anything, we want to encourage the creativity. We want to uh, build a platform, if you will, for helping the congregations connect with one another so that um, so that they are stronger, so that they are a better resource so that they are more equipped um, in this area of ministry.
0: yeah i I think that the boss center mm-hmm. and I definitely agree with you in the idea that the creativity and the strength um, comes from the folks in churches, um, really? the people who are seeing problems and and solving those problems and being creative um, and, and and dreaming of new ideas um, and mm-hmm. to have a place like CBF that then encourages, the cooperation of those folks and, and gives a place for those, those ideas to be shared. And not only the ideas, but the, the struggles too, and the difficulties. Um, I've been a part of that children's ministry network for a little bit. And yeah. just to see the the generosity um, of people in that network is, is incredible and it's inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really do like that CBF, uh, acknowledges the strength um, that's there within local churches. And like you said, that the the answers don't come from some office um, somewhere else, but uh, come from the folks who are who are working uh, daily and weekly Mm -hmm. um, to develop these ideas. That's Um, right. And
1: and um, we do offer some resources specifically as they tie into the work of our field personnel, for mm -hmm. example, missions, education, resources for children. Um, or resources around mission-based Bible studies, mm-hmm. um, and over the years, we have responded to specific needs that have arisen out of the Children's Ministry Network or for specific children's ministers. You know, we need a resource around encouraging faith formation or discipleship or right. baptism in uh, among children. Can you help us to 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 produce that. And so we step, we have stepped in in the past in those kinds of ways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. And I I want us to expand this question a little bit. Now that we've narrowed all the way down, I want us to expand a little bit bigger and and ask the question of how can we renew God's world in children's ministry? I know that the idea of renewing God's world, that's a part of who CBF is and what Mm -hmm. CBF does. So what do you think that looks like in children's ministry and through children's ministry?
1: That's a great question and I think inherent in who children are is life. I mean, they're full of life. You can't be around a child without smiling, without Mm -hmm. experiencing their creativity, without hearing their laughter, without hearing their cries and their tears. Um, And so I think they embody renewal just just in their existence. Um, So I think it's, Essential that we focus that we we don't neglect ministry uh, among children. Um, I was just at Passport Kids Camp mm-hmm. on Monday, and um, you know, seeing all these children's groups from across uh the U.S. there uh, at camp, and recognizing that if you think kind of the group that I work with, college students, young adults, well. These children will one day be, you know, mm-hmm. in these pe- these places um, in in the category of people that i that I connect with most. And so I think it's essential that we form their faith so that they grow into uh, youth mm-hmm. leaders who want to stay connected to the church, um, who become college students that when they move away from home, that they uh, are grounded, that they want to, um, stay connected to the church, so that, then we, that, that when they move on, that they see the importance of investing in the church as they grow into adulthood. So it really, the future of the church depends on our connection to children now. Um, so I think it's extremely important that we focus on them, um, that we that we give them uh, the space for them to be them, but to also understand that inherently within them, is this curiosity, um, is this capacity to understand who God is and to teach us, to to help us grow in our own faith. Um, And so a little bit to talk about, um, you know, how that would be fleshed out in the church. Separating children is not... The answer always Mm -hmm. to how we can renew the world or how we can renew the church, even. I think it's super important that we, uh, when we think about the ecosystem of the congregation, that silos are not effective in Mm -hmm. in ministry. They are helpful at times when you're trying to do age specific things, Um, but anytime, and you know, Again, to use species, language, ecosystem language, the, the children can interact with youth mm-hmm. or college students or senior adults. the the stronger we're going to be, the yeah. the the more able uh, they're going to be, the probably the more mature that they're going to become. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they see modeled for them this lifelong engagement in church,
0: yeah, i I have a particular passion for intergenerational. Uh, living and intergenerational interaction and just how uh, amazing that can be for for everybody. I don't think it's just something that's a, a gift or a service to the children, but you know, I think it's something that's beneficial for everyone. And the other thing is we start each episode of this podcast with the same question and that was on purpose, that was planned, but we seem to be ending more and more in the same place too with what you said about uh, children's inherent creativity and and capacity for for knowing God and interacting with God. And I do think that uh, one of the things that we keep ending up with and all these different conversations I'm having mm-hmm. with different folks is just that our role isn't um, to control children's faith or even to introduce them to faith, but mm-hmm. rather to equip them and empower them for the for the experiences they're already having um, and mm-hmm. providing them with the language to describe um, how they how they see God and how they interact with God. Um, mm-hmm. And I think you're right that 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 can't be done in a silo, but it's done right. in this in this ecosystem um, where mm-hmm. diversity is strength, um, and, and people uh, learn from one another and grow together. Uh, so I, I really I really do appreciate that. That's that's beautiful. Um, so how how can people connect with CBF more? How can people connect with your work more? If this is something, whether it be their introduction to CBF uh, in this conversation we're having, or they've have some familiarity, uh, what would be a way for them to connect more with your work and with the work of CBF?
1: Well, our website is mm-hmm. www.cbf.net, and that's a great place to start to begin to see the bigger picture of who we are and what we're about, the the kinds of things that we do offer, and the ways that we help congregations, the way that we connect with the world. Um, I also uh, specifically want to mention state and regional organizations within CBF Life. So, while our global office is headquartered in Decatur. Um, We have 18 or 19 different state or regional organizations. They are their own kind of independent, uh, autonomous, good Baptist state and regional organization that Mm -hmm. we partner with them in all kinds of ways. But specifically when it comes to children, children's or youth ministry and events, Mm -hmm. opportunities for children to come together with other children or uh, clergy to come together with other clergy on a regular basis, a more consistent basis, that happens more at the state and regional level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would point people to um, to search out their state or regional office uh, leadership. Um, so CBF of Georgia, for example, or CBF Alabama. Um, and or you can always reach me. Uh, my email address is dparnell at cbf.net. And um, I like to say that, that if you reach one of us, you reach all of us at CBF, Mm. that we are definitely um, uh, a a networked group. We seek to build those connections and to help you hold your hand and help it connect with someone else's hand. um, If if we're not the hand to hold. So those are some ways. And then of course, Facebook offers all kinds of uh, ministry connections We have the CBF Children's Ministry Network, the CBF Youth Ministry Network, the CBF College and Young Adult Ministry Network, the CBF Mission Educators Network. Those are just a few that Mm -hmm. that you can search on Facebook and ask to join or just like and follow what's happening there.
0: Yeah, I'm sure uh, the episode notes for this will just be full of links um, for folks to check out and make sure that they're getting connected however they can. We want to make sure uh, we give that opportunity to people. But Davida, thank you so much uh, for this conversation. Uh, for I, I think from here on out, I'm going to be talking about ecosystems a whole lot more. I think you really introduced that more into my vocabulary. So I, I'm grateful for that i um, and grateful for the work that you and CBF are doing to uh, equip and empower folks who are doing the work of children's ministry and ministry, um, not only uh, in Georgia or the United States, but all over the world. I'm I'm grateful to you and thank you for uh, coming on uh, to Children in Church. If you've made it this far with us, we have a request. It would be so helpful to us if you would like and subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, share it with a friend or coworker. All those things help let us know that we served you well and help other people find this resource as well. You'll find the CBF website in the show notes where you can learn more about the fellowship and resources available there. You'll also find my email address and ways that you can connect with our work at the Baugh Center on Facebook. Make sure to connect with us so that you won't miss out on our workshops and other projects we have coming on the way. And of course, come back next week for another episode of Children in Church. Brought to you by the Ula May and John Baugh Center for Baptist Leadership at Mercy University.